This is Kenyon Phillips, and you're listening to Be Here Tomorrow. <laughs> that was that was some fucking bullshit VO voice. Okay, this is my real voice. This is Kenyon Phillips, and you're listening to Be Here Tomorrow, a podcast dedicated to finding reasons to live. Recently, I was talking to my friend Anna, who just turned 50, and she said, hey, uh, would you consider doing a podcast episode about aging? Because it's really fucking with me. (laughs) And I said, yeah, because aging's really fucking with me. A couple weeks ago, I went for a physical. It was the first physical that I've gotten uh, in shit, like four years almost five years and I was shocked and appalled by the results. At one point the doctor said approximately what's your height and weight and I said well I think I'm about 5'11", just under 5'11", and I'm um, like 160, 165 pounds and they measured me and they were like oh you're 5'9". So okay I've shrank (laughs) and then they got me on the scale and they were like oh 178 pounds. So here I am, shorter and fatter than I thought. Then it got worse. They were doing blood work and I have high cholesterol. It was just like, holy shit. I was faced with this overwhelming depression at the reality of aging. We live in this society, this culture that is so ageist and tells you basically that you don't matter as much and you're not as valuable of a person if you are over a certain age. But I specifically entered into fields, entertainment, music, acting, that really, really, really value youth. I remember years ago, I was working with this incredibly famous record producer, and he had this saying, which was, you know, I would never work with somebody who's over 25. Because basically, if you're over 25 in the music business, then you're done. You're finished. It's too late. And I definitely internalized that. (laughs) So here I am. I'm going to be 47 in a couple of months. And I am married to somebody who is 11 years my junior. So she's 35. And there is so much comparing and despairing that I do being in constant contact and close proximity with a spouse who is so much younger. I'm constantly comparing myself to the 35-year-old version of myself (laughs) and listing the ways in which I come up short. I mean, if you look at the aging process itself, I mean, aging actually kills you. Our cells, which are constantly reproducing, just do a shittier and shittier job of reproducing themselves as we get older. So the aged version of ourselves is basically this like poor facsimile of the younger version of our bodies. So how does aging affect me? Well, one thing that I'm noticing is my memory is not as good as it once was. And I'm somebody who always prided myself on having the most incredible elephant's memory. And here I am really forgetting names more than anything that makes me feel old and stupid my body as i've complained about ad nauseum on this podcast my body is changing and it feels like it's changing for the worse i exercise so much i eat 
in many ways I eat better than I've ever eaten in my life just more consciously and nutritiously and yet my body is constantly just fucking widening it's the battle of the bulge people my friend Maurice calls it the middle age spread I have it I am so much thicker than I've ever been and I am somebody who just prided myself on my ability to be slender and svelte and I really derived a lot of value from that when I was younger and so that's not there anymore I'm a little bit embarrassed to take my shirt off I used to just like fucking flaunt my body all the time I'd take runs through the New York City streets with just nothing but little hot pants you know and and now I like you know I was I was recently at a pool party out here in Connecticut and I found myself wearing a shirt before I jumped into the water and as soon as I got out of the water putting that shirt back on so yeah my, my metabolism seems to be slowing down so I look at myself and I am so prone to just beating the shit out of myself for getting older you know losing my hair well I'm lucky in a way because I started losing my hair when I was 22 so I'm kind of used to that but nevertheless every time I catch sight of my reflection and I see my shaved head I'm reminded that my hair failed me <laughs> the genes the testosterone what have you it's been interesting spending time with my parents this summer they've been in town for the last two months and they're aging my mother's 80 my father's about to be 88 and it's really incredible actually it's it's and it's it's really educational to be around older people especially older people who made me because I can't help but project myself onto them and my future onto theirs and I see clearly especially with my dad the indignities and the discomfort around getting older he's really starting to forget he's he's, he's developed aphasia so you know words don't come as quickly his reflexes are slowing down he doesn't drive as much anymore as a result which is a good thing and you know it's interesting to just witness that sort of slowing down and it's hard to not be afraid of it and to not dread it and we get this loud and clear message from society that says aging equals bad and it's it's crazy because you know what happened to that idea of respecting your elders that old-fashioned idea that older people were better equipped to deal with life and be teachers and mentors and give direction we have really devalued the elderly in this society and it's kind of shitty when you think about it at the end especially for end-of-life care we really just kind of pack them away and hide them it's interesting, my dad, whom I just mentioned, he was looking at assisted living communities and retirement communities and end-of-life care facilities, and he was so turned off because he saw people in wheelchairs. And I'm thinking, Dad, you're 88. Like, potentially, you could be in a wheelchair very soon. You're lucky you're not in one now. And yet I could relate to his, his fear and sort of loathing. And I remember him saying, I don't want to be in a place where there are these wheelchair-bound, cadaverous, older people. I don't want to be around that. I don't want that to happen to me. 
And the truth is, I think I have a special fear when it comes to aging based on my childhood experiences visiting my grandmother in a convalescent hospital for the better part of 10 years. She was surrounded by people who were old and certainly cadaverous and scary to me. I was 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old going to this convalescent hospital a couple days a week after school. I remember the, the, the smell of urine and feces and just old person, that old person smell. Someone once likened it to vegetable soup. Old people's skin starts to smell like vegetable soup. And yeah, I remember that. And they would surround me because they were so desperate to be around a child, around youth. And they would try to touch me. And it was like the zombie apocalypse. I was terrified of these older people. And I was especially horrified by my grandmother's condition. She was morbidly obese and she had this terrible stroke that had basically left the entire right side of her body paralyzed. So she was paraplegic. I remember them changing her diapers, you know, needing to like lift her up onto a crane and and uh, probably stuff I shouldn't have seen when I was that little. But nevertheless, I saw it and it made me definitely not want to get old. So there is a part of me that thinks magically I'm not going to age. Somehow I'm going to beat it. I'm going to I'm going to beat this thing and I'm going to win. <laughs> Guess what? I'm not. None of us are. In a way, it's great because aging brings us all together. It levels the playing field. Every one of us who is alive today is getting older. We're a day older than we were yesterday. So going back to my conversation with my friend Anna, who just turned 50, I'm going to turn 47. How do we deal with this? How do we accept aging? And I'm thinking now about something really inspirational that my friend Gordon told me. He's in his early 80s, and I said, what wouldn't you give to go back to that younger version of you and to be in that young body and to be having sex and getting laid and all that stuff? You know, what wouldn't you give? And he surprised me at the time. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I would never go back there. I said, come on, you, you know you want to go back into that young body and have abs and all that stuff. And he laughed. He said, no, I would never trade the wisdom that I have gained through aging. I would never trade that for my younger self, my younger body. And I also think about a time I interviewed one of my heroes, one of my idols, Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. He was 60 years old at the time I interviewed him. And I remember him just having this really boyish, youthful quality. And, and, and I remember him saying, I am living my best life right now. My life has never been better than it is right now at the age of 60. And he meant it. I could tell. So I think there's hope to be gained from that and acceptance. We are more valuable than we think we are. And experience and age only serve to increase that value if we allow them to. I'm reminded of that Shakespeare quote from Hamlet. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. I don't have to view aging as bad. Aging is what it is. I am getting older. Because I am older, I have the means and the resources and the facilities to do things that I couldn't do when I was younger, including this podcast. I have a home studio now. 
<laughs> I have, at this point, I have decades of experience with voiceover and with voice acting and recording and engineering that I didn't have 20 years ago. And I love what my dear brilliant therapist Thomas Moore said to me when I mentioned my reservations about getting older and my age. He said, Kenyon, 46 is a great age to really come into yourself. In many ways, life can begin at 46. But if I'm going to really go there and really embrace my aging, that involves looking in the mirror and every time I see a new wrinkle, a new line, um, the beginnings of a jowl, to pause in my knee-jerk reaction, which is to hate it and to condemn myself for it, and to say, I love that wrinkle. I earned that jowl. <laughs> Those weird sort of stretch marks and crepey looking skin around my abs. I've earned those. And when I view it in the light of the fact that I am somebody who has survived suicidal ideation and still continues to struggle with it on occasion, I can really have some compassion for myself that I have made it this far. And part of making it this far to the age of 46 is I'm going to have some lines. <laughs> I'm going to have some wrinkles. I'm going to have some doughiness. And that's okay. So if I can remember today that the age I am is exactly the age I'm supposed to be and that there is so much more left for me to learn and accomplish and enjoy, then I can be here tomorrow. I'm Kenyon Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to Be Here Tomorrow. If you're feeling it, definitely subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. Fuck, I mean, it's everywhere. It's on all those platforms. And if you want to find out more about me and read things that I've written and listen to things that I've recorded that aren't podcasts, go to thekenyonphillips.com. Finally, please, if you have strong feelings about something I've said or haven't said, DM me on Instagram at thekenyonphillips. And in the meantime, I'll be here tomorrow.